2: <laughs> Bom Pack it up, pack it in. It let, let me begin. begin. I came to win. Battle me, me that's, that's a sin. A sin. Jump, jump around, around. <laughs> jump around, jump around, Get down, jump, 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 jump,
0: jump. 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 jump jump a mac dad will make you jump jump, jump. jump. that's a different song a tatsunari will make you jump jump, jump. although yeah it's kind of like a jump all right what's up everyone you are watching and unfortunately listening yeah very, someone very- someone in their car is just like i'm playing this at two volumes someone in their car me i'm just like <laughs> what are we doing uh you're watching slash listen to the command zone podcast i am one of your hosts today james wong
2: James yeah, I don't know, that was weird. How's it? I'm Joshua Lee Kwai <laughs>
0: Joshua! That really does lose a lot of the the snappiness Makes me feel like I'm in trouble Joshua! <laughs> Joshua! J.O.K. of gate Night Spain, you better <laughs> get down here right now uh, so today uh, we're doing a deck tech. Turns out the last time we did a deck tech, I looked it up, September 2020.
2: It's funny because uh, I did that episode with Prof recently, and I was talking about how I think deck techs are probably a little bit overdone as content. Yeah. One interesting thing we have is your deck was showcased on Game Night, so a lot of people have a little bit more reference for what it is, and I think we all saw the potential of what it could do, but it didn't quite get to like... It
0: didn't quite get there. To yeah. Expl-
2: it, it definitely got to a scary point and then got stopped.
0: Sorry. I gained a lot of life, and if you haven't seen the episode, it's a great episode uh, the set, we redid the whole thing. Post Malone is here. Lady Danger and Josh and myself. Yeah, really Joshua fun episode. Joshua <laughs> <laughs> James. James. Uh,
2: so yeah, we're going to break down Jimmy's deck, do a deck tech of the Tatsunari Toad Rider deck. But before we get into it, it. if you want to build this deck, We're going to need a few things, Mm -hmm. one of which is Tatsunari, (laughs) which is from Neon Dynasty. You can order that card or any of the cards from the set are now available, have been for a while, because you can obviously pre-order at ChannelFireball.com slash command. You know, they really are the best place to go to order your Magic Singles Mm -hmm. product, anything at all. If you want to get a collector's booster, draft booster, set booster, or all of the above, ChannelFireball.com slash command. They have a bunch of vendors vying for your business. So they're competing with each other, which drives prices down. They have really good service. They get stuff to you very, very fast. Uh, I just received in the mail a bunch of draft boosters for Kamigawa because we've been drafting it at the office and really having fun. So yeah, yeah, Channel Fireball just killing it with their marketplace. They also have the alternate versions of all the cards too, and there are plenty
0: of them. And now is the perfect time, by the way, to buy into sets because everyone, it's the same with Modern Horizons. Everyone's cracking these collector's boosters because this set is so great. So a lot of the prices are going to start dipping, and that's a perfect
2: time to get in who knows maybe we'll get that shrine token if you'll get it. it oh, yeah. it's worth like hundreds of dollars <laughs> they only it's like only in set boosters or something i want to get that hit at sugu yeah <laughs> uh,
0: and of course once you get those cards sleeve them up protect them using the company that we trust most ultra pro josh and i've been using them for well over a decade now maybe even coming on two decades my original first badland i had when i was in fifth grade is came i, I remember when i pulled it out it was still in the ultra pro hard case sleeve <laughs> yeah. and it was in perfect condition so the product works it lasts and it's the best way to protect your products as well as getting getting. the game mats and the play mats and the pieces the dice all that stuff ultra pro is making so many different things that if there is something you need for your gaming setup guaranteed they're going to have it on their store or at your local game store yeah
2: they really have you covered one of the things i really like their new product of the eclipse dice yeah Uh, they're just super clean in how you see them and as we've been playing on spell table and stuff more just the camera being able to tell what they are and of course for our gameplay episodes Mm -hmm. uh is very important so i really like those new dice from ultra pro yeah made for us Uh, And, of course, the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. There's all kinds of cool perks for our patrons. You get to watch extra turns and game nights earlier than the general public. We just released a couple of those episodes back-to-back, so that was a lot of value there. Also, we have a Discord server. Jimmy and I are in it each and every day, answering questions, hanging out with our patrons. You get access to that. And, of course... One thing we've been doing, we've been talking about a lot recently, but we've released some exclusive content, some videos that are only available via our Patreon. We're not releasing them on our regular YouTube channel. So if you want to join our community, join our little family, have some fun, hang out with us and support the content that you enjoy, patreon.com slash command zone. Not to mention when you join, you're going to get access to all of the exclusive content that we have released, not just this piece. When
0: we do more in the future, you'll be able to get in at one low press and see
2: all of it. Yeah, that's a good point. If you join right now, you automatically get access to the two exclusive videos that we put out. In the last five or six weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to you don't like miss those because you weren't a patron at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we shout out one lucky oh, patron yeah. every <laughs> single episode. That's another perk of being a patron. Uh, being a patron, you might hear your name on the show. Yes. And this episode is dedicated to, to Tom- Thomas Barber. Barber. Thomas you rock cool name all right let's get into it the tatsunari toad rider deck that jimmy played on game nights jimmy do you want to read tatsunari do i would love
0: to read tatsunari let's hop to it and by the way if you didn't recognize that was vinny's voice on the on the episode Uh, yeah that
2: was Vinny doing the voice of (laughs) it
0: was amazing uh so tatsunari toad rider is two in the black for a 3-3 legendary creature human ninja Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, if you don't control a creature named Kami, create Kami, a legendary 3-3 black and green frog creature token with, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Tatsunari also has a second uh, activated ability for one and then a Simic, so you can pay one in the green or one in the blue. Tatsunari Rider and target frog you control can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with flying
2: or reach. Jump, jump. Jump. Jump around. Jump around. <laughs> so one thing I want to say right off, because there was a number of comments during the Game Nights episode about this, because there's that activated ability in the rules text that has a green and a uh, oh, and nice. a blue mana symbol, Tatsunari is a, a Sultai deck. It is black, green, and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that in Commander... If you have a mana symbol in your rules text, it counts towards your color identity, with the exception of Extort. So, this is a three-color deck.
0: Yeah. And it's actually really good because Sultai decks, when Leovold was unbanned, that is actually kind of hard to cast on turn three. Whereas Tatsunari, you just need two generic mana and a black. Right. And you get access to all three colors. So Wait, that is Leovold actually- was unbanned? No, no no when it was not banned sorry oh sorry. oh before, sorry. It <laughs> before it was banned before it was banned when did that happen some uh, strange wording <laughs> i used there i'm so sorry when leovold was legal yeah but yeah. like playing that on turn two is hard you know if you get a soul ring on turn one you can play Totsenari turn two no problem right um so there are some things to note though because this card has a lot of text on it yeah. specifically wizards has been very careful these days to to write things out in a way so that they can't just become busted uh in the past this may have been written differently so let's take another close look at the text here number one Tatsunari creates Kami with very specific requirements so it's not just cast an enchantment spell get a Kami, in fact it checks it says when you cast it if you don't control a creature named Kami, and then you
2: create it and it is on cast too which is interesting to note so you yeah. can't like blink an enchantment and get Kami. you have to cast an enchantment
0: yeah in the past it may have been when an enchantment enters the battlefield under your create control, a three three named Kami, and then that would have been that would have led to many crazy shenanigans but no you have to have Kami not exist on the board when the enchantment spell is cast it checks
2: on the cast uh and then whenever an enchantment spell, um, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Again, that is also a cast trigger, which is important to note. So there's no ETBs going on here. Yep. Uh, even though it may feel like it if something has an ETB, that it would the cast stuff will actually happen first. Yeah, and it does end up being really relevant uh, when we talk about how the deck's built. Um, I really like that last ability, just the flavor of it, right? So <laughs> yeah. Joe. Tatsunari is a Toad Rider. Yeah, and that last ability is kind of signifying, because you need Tatsunari and a frog you control. It doesn't have to be Kami, correct but it you know probably most of the time it will be but they gain flying just until end of turn which is usually the card jump Mm -hmm. so tatsunori is actually jumping on the back of this giant toad (laughs) and then leaping over the defenders to hit you know the opponent that's pretty cool they have to have flying or reach
0: basically it's essentially flying but they don't say it gains flying right because it's a temporary flying they're just hopping to
2: it yeah pretty cool
0: yeah uh and then the yeah you can also have changelings by the way if you have as frogs yeah so i like the idea that tatsunari if he doesn't have a toad will find a frog to jump on and then they will jump together like whatever i'll take any frog yeah (laughs) notably you don't have to attack either you know you can just use the ability and not attack you can use the ability and only have tatsunari attack you can use the ability and only have kami attack too
2: oh interesting you don't once you activate you don't have to have both attack yeah yeah Uh, tatsunari can be like never mind i'm not going with you just go hit them yeah and i think the reason that doesn't give you flying is because you can't block
0: someone else if you activate the ability it's specifically an attack oh, so if you're a- swinging at me with something i'm like give my tatsunari uh flying all of a sudden it's like no nah, it doesn't work like that
2: so you can't dodge like an earthquake or something either
0: oh correct yeah good point good point yeah so that's just sort of the beginning of the complications of tatsunari but they do so again in a way so that this deck just is, does just doesn't come out the gate and just go infinite with a bunch of different ways so as vinny said let's hop to it let's talk about the general strategy i took with the deck there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of directions you could take it um i think it's pretty obvious though enchantments are the way to go uh not only that enchantments were a huge sub theme in the set of neon dynasty as well so it just makes sense you want to be casting enchantments you want kami out there and then draining your opponents like an aristocrat type deck is kind of cool yeah but it does take a lot more (laughs) because you have to cast something
2: Right, right. But I think it is cool that, first of all, a tie enchantments commander, we haven't seen a lot of that. We've yep. seen it mostly in, you know, Celestnia with something yeah. else. Or yeah, Yeah. And the fact that also, I think enchantment decks are just kind of known for spinning wheels a lot, getting a lot of value, but not really having a lot that kills the opponent. So at least the ability on Kami to Mm -hmm. drain is moving the game forward towards an ending. So as you're doing all your cool enchantment stuff, it's actually dealing damage to the opponents, which I find to be more fun to play against and with than you know some of the enchantments etc let's just like you know cast this draw a card pick this other one up cast it draw a card yeah and you're like okay cool but no one's dying (laughs) yeah
0: and you have a ghostly prison and a propaganda and you copied both of them twice so no one's attacking you either yeah Uh, (laughs) but
2: but how do you win (laughs) yeah
0: so yeah and it's cool because also the activated ability if you do it for (laughs) Tatsunari and Kami, that's six damage so that's no joke either if you are just going by the attacking thing so i think the way that i built this deck was a combination there are ways to finish people by
2: chipping them down with the three three that you have and also just by sort of getting your engine going and of course there are some enchantments that will increase the power of things Mm -hmm. Uh, so that can be you know definitely if somebody's at 10 they're in danger of just dying to the toad and the 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 commander right um the, to-
0: the totem armor? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I do have one card, two cards of totem armor in this deck. Okay, uh, limitations though, we don't have white like Josh noted and having white means you lose access to some of the best cards for enchantment decks like Idyllic Tudor, Sterling Grove, Mesa Enchantress, satyr Enchanter. So there's lots of those sort of basically every time you cast a spell or an enchantment enters the battlefield, you get to draw a card and that's how a lot of these enchantment decks get going with like Sithis and all that. Is that. Yeah, you're,
2: you're kind of chain- trading black for white in this deck, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is tough because white is one, probably the second big, well, maybe it's the biggest enchantment color, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does have the tutors for it, yeah. that's for sure. Um, so, I ended up playing every single enchantress that you could in the deck. And uh, some of them are better than the others, but they're because we only have access, I found two four, basically, you want to play all of them. So, our Gothian enchantress is probably the best of the bunch. It's one in a green, so very cheap to get out. It's a zero and a shroud and it just says, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Very good. And then going down the line, it's Basically the same thing. on and Blossoms is a little better because it is an enchantment itself. So you can cast it, get Kami, and then this one cares about enchantments entering the battlefield under new control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also draws when it self-enters. And then Verdurne Enchantress is whenever you play an enchantment spell or cast it. And Enchantress is in Presence. Presence is the only enchantment out of all of them that's not a creature as well and it's the same thing casting shaman draw a card so these are your sort of engines for the card draw you're in blue too though so you got and black so you have plenty of options yeah card is not consider. a big problem for you yeah, yeah. for sure But I found that in this deck, you don't want to necessarily play non-enchantment-based card draw. Like, Necropones, obviously could work in this deck. Ristic Study, Mystic Remora, but maybe not Stroke of Genius as much.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. You have to play only Ristic Study and Mystic Remora. (laughs)
0: Only three very powerful (laughs) cards I just missed. Oh, boy. Um, So, I think, like, the ideal game, though, is that you want to get Tatsunari out just as fast as possible. Um, He costs three, So you can get them out as early as turn one in a lot of decks if you're playing like those zero mana rocks. And you can definitely get them out in turn two with tons of different decks because you have a couple of enchantments
2: in the deck that actually are, I would call them Josh Lee Kwai favorites. Mm -hmm. I love these. I I love uh, enchant land Ramp Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And there are two cards that I think are just generally kind of underrated. It's Wild Growth and Utopia Sprawl. So I'll read... I guess I'll read Utopia Sprawl. It's one green for an enchant forest. Notice, can only enchant a forest. Uh, as it enters the battlefield, you choose a color, and then whenever enchanted forest is tapped for mana, its controller adds an additional one mana of the chosen color. Wild growth is very similar, but can enchant any land and creates an extra green when you tap. So these, you you can think of as a one-mana rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because or or a birds of paradise, something like that, but... Often better than a Birds of Paradise because no Summoning Sickness. Now, you have to have the un- the land you enchant be untapped. Mm-hmm. So on turn one, this is, you know, played on the one land you've got. But next turn... Tap that land for two mana. Yeah, so it's better than a two mana rock, which, you know is quite good like anything that says hey i'm better than a two mana rock is quite good right (laughs) yeah yeah so i like both of these cards and i think we're probably just underplayed in general yeah and they fit into a lot of different decks utopia sprawl fixes your mana if you're
0: in green you obviously have to have a force to cast it on but in this deck you want to have one of these in your opening hand if you can that way you play it on turn one turn two you can get kami or out almost always
2: yeah that's great
0: uh and then there's of course a lot of other just enchantment based ramp um outside of the enchantments another one is fertile ground however it costs two mana one in a green so it it's still in the deck because it still does the thing and it gives you an enchantment that ramps but it's not as good as the first two we mentioned
2: it's still like a two mana rock though Mm -hmm. and then since it's an enchantment it Synergizes better than you know. You don't want just like a Simic Signet in here, right? Yeah. yeah but that's yeah, yeah. holding down the gr- the fort as far as that. It, it's this in the same slot. Yeah. Um, but you do have great cards like
0: Sanctum Weaver, oh, yeah. and if you play this on turn two or play this after Kami, like or after Tatsu it's an enchantment creature it's one in the green. You add X mana of any one color where X is the number of enchantment you control. So that reads very similar to a Guy's Cradle or a Sanctum. Yeah. Was the Sarah what, Sanctum? Sarah
2: Sanctum, yeah. yeah. super powerful card because you can create you can tap to create you know seven ten mana sometimes
0: it's also an enchantment creature and you'll find that any creature that says enchantment in front of it
2: you just cast it and go
0: wait a second look at all these things that happen as a result
2: yeah it's like adding like four etbs to to another to an otherwise good creature yeah it's pretty nice
0: and then past that the deck generates a lot of value by being able to replay enchantments or play a bunch of enchantments for free draw cards and then keep going with that pattern so there are a couple of cards that reduce the cost and this is not necessarily like the medallion cycle is one that does it for each color those cards should be reprinted by the way but they're sneakily powerful in the right builds because they end up saving you a ton of mana over the full game hard in a three color deck though right yes hard in a three color deck because then you have to be sort of weighted towards one end but in this case there are ones that specifically reduce enchantment costs yeah so cloud key is three mana as it enters the battlefield you choose artifact creature enchantment instant or sorcery and then spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast you know when i cast this in the game i actually thought about potentially choosing instant really yeah Uh, because spoiler alert if you haven't seen it i have a a capsize at one point oh so you're like i might just five every time yeah five every time instead of six to buy back maybe that's worth it um that's why i like cloud key though it's very flexible sometimes you will play this in a deck that's trying to only do it for instance or sorceries and be like actually i need creatures right now it's
2: actually pretty interesting because in that case the downside is not very high because you can always bounce the cloud key with the capsize right and reset it if oh, you that's wanted a good point. to yeah. yeah 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 but most of the time you're going to say enchantment just because you know you might cast three or four enchantments in the same turn mm-hmm. and that means cloud key is essentially tapping for three or four mana in that scenario yeah and that's why the medallions are so good in the right decks that's
0: why cards like cloud here are very good um because it's not just a one-time use every time you cast something
2: your sanctum weaver now just costs a green mana of course, there's Herald of the Pantheon, which does a similar thing, but it's one and a green for a 2-2 two, two enchantment spells you cast, cost one less to cast. And whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain one life. Hey, so this go. is like one of the perfect cards in the deck, probably one of your best turn two plays if you're not casting your commander yet.
0: Yeah, and it's nice because it's redundant. Uh, it, it gains, so every time you cast an enchantment with Kamiat, now you're gaining two life and everyone's draining one. Um, that can definitely swing the game pretty far. If you watch the game, I gained a lot of life. Yeah, you do. You're game. very low at one point and then all yeah, of a sudden low. You, you get back. Yeah, right back in it just because there are a couple of cards that sort of doubled up on that ability so it's actually really nice i think when you look at enchantment decks they are i think really popular because they provide card draw and mana ramp on so many of the staples that just belong in the cards that you would normally play in those decks
2: yeah it really is the type of deck where you play a card and then like it sort of dominoes into all of your other cards so it's the snowball that's rolling downhill later in the game once you're set up you're like everything you do feels like you really do six things
0: yeah and it maybe takes a little bit more to do it i remember when to always talk about zendikar resurgent Mm -hmm. and being like this card's so great it doubles your mana and draws you the card to keep going and then great henge sort of became the new version of that enchantment decks do that but they spread it across more pieces Uh, it ends up being more sort of vulnerable to remove enchantment type effects especially mass removal but sometimes i find that if you i have targeted removal i have one cross and grip right. to get rid of one great henge yeah. i don't have 20 cross and grips to
2: get rid of an enchantress yeah you're sprawl, like uh, blah, i can blah. get rid of one of those things but it doesn't feel like any one matters that much it's the fact that you have six of them
0: yeah and they're all operating sort of equally in power level um once you get them all going so when you take out one it's not like the machine stops rolling so right. that's a nice part of the combo for these types of deck
2: very cool okay well we've talked about card jar we've talked about ramp now let's get into the real question how do we win the game? How do we cast enough? <laughs> There's always the question with enchant, uh, enchantment decks. What how do we you cast do enough <laughs> enchantments to do to drain everybody for 40? Is that really the full win condition? Uh,
1: we'll Let's, find out.
2: Yeah, we'll find out in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break first and hear a message from our sponsors.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home,
0: Alright, welcome back. We are talking about Tatsunari, Toad Rider, Ribbit Ribbit, and we've discussed the core fundamentals of the deck, so card draw, mana ramp. Now we're going to talk about the more interesting part, which is how do you actually take this deck to a victory? Uh, And the way that, the first thing when I saw this deck, the first thing that caught my attention was that Kami can come back and back over and over again. You just need to cast an enchantment spell each time. So my mind goes instantly
2: to some of my favorite cards in the game, Sacrifice Outlets. Yeah, because if you can sacrifice Kami for some value, then any enchantment Makes a new toad mm-hmm. for you. So while you can't like ever get to like, well, you could obviously, but I think that would be difficult. Like, I make seventeen kamis or something, right? And I've,
0: or just like am able to have an infinite loop where I'm casting a kami, casting an enchantment, bl- blinking it back, doing all the same thing over and yeah, over. Yeah, I'm going
2: really wide and making a bunch of tokens and using kami like it's not a legendary three three. Obviously not what you're doing with the deck but that was the first thing i thought what as well when i saw the card yeah like, oh well <laughs> if i can sacrifice for some value and then just cast another champion just get another one and now if you do that like three or four times a turn that seems really powerful yeah it
0: actually all started with Frexian altar because yeah. i was like okay you can sacrifice kami and you get one mana out of it of any color what can you do with that and i was like okay there are one mana enchantments can you play that when kami's out and then somehow repeat the loop so that you get the enchantment back from the mana you get and then recast kami i was like hmm can't exactly get there and I think actually props to whoever designed this card, because if it was easier to get to that conclusion, then this card would be a very sort of like on the face, just busted. Here's the instant win from it. And that to me is a little boring.
2: Yeah. And and I think the, the, enchantment aura that comes to mind when what you were just explaining is Rancor, right? Mm -hmm. So when Rancor goes to the graveyard from the battlefield, it returns to your hand. You would think that would go infinite in the way you're talking, but actually when you play it out, it's very difficult to do that. So let's say you have Kami and you play Rancor on it and you sacrifice Kami for one green mana. So Rancor goes to your graveyard and then comes to your hand and you have one green mana and it seems like, oh, there's my loop, but you don't have a good target for Rancor anymore because Kami's not out. You can cast cast Rancor. Rancor, but you can't cast Rancor Targeting Kami, Kami because Kami's not on the battlefield yet. So you kind of would have to have another piece, like a reassembling skeleton or something else that you're or like a oh. token maker that can always pop another 1 1 out so that you always have something to cast
0: Rancor on that you can then also sacrifice with Kami.
2: But that, but that is not an easy infinite loop. It requires another piece or two before yeah. that's actually going. So I think Rancor's probably still good in the deck. You still have it in there.
0: Oh, yeah. It's probably one of the best cards in the
2: deck. Yeah. But it doesn't do what you would want to do as far as like immediately just, oh, just bounce this back and keep playing it. Yeah. And drain everyone for a billion. Right. So, so
0: that's actually I like that because it restricts the power a little bit, um, but you still definitely play for X Alter. You still definitely play Ashnod's Alter. Um, but the fact that you can just keep getting Kami back is great, um, especially when you're trying to get through your deck, chew through it. So Viscera Seer is very good to sack Kami too. You get to check and scry one. Uh, and then, of course, greater good. So Ooh. two green, green, enchantment, sack creature, draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power, then discard three cards. So I would play a card that says draw three, discard three. That's pretty good. You're filtering through your deck. You're in black. You have the chance to buy stuff back. Um, and it's and just a good option for Kami to get sacked to, I think.
2: With, like, Enchantress and stuff, probably when you're playing your enchantments, you're going to be drawing a card or two. Mm-hmm. And what tends to happen is, like, if you have enough mana and you've got Phyrexian Altar or something that's helping you generate mana with Kami, what tends to happen is as you go through, you've got an enchantment, you play it, you do the thing, you make a Kami, you sack it, you play an enchantment. You start running out of enchantments because you're drawing lands sometimes and you yep. start to get glutted with lands. And now it's like, oh, I have greater good. I just draw three, discard three lands, and now I just always have gas, so I always make sure that I have enchantments in my hand to keep the cycle kind of going.
0: Yeah, I think once an enchantress deck starts going, it's very bad if it ever happens to run out of cards. And there are cases where you can have an enchantress out and be drawing so many cards, but just duds or instants or things
2: that don't get the engine keep going. Yeah, so greater good seems really good if just because you're you're even on cards with Kami, which I think some people would think is not that great, but there's always going to be some cards in your hands like lands mm-hmm. and maybe or just maybe like uh, I don't need this removal spell or this board wipe. I'm ahead. Yeah, just get rid of it for now.
0: Yeah, and if you do happen to cast Rancor on Kami, then it's a five three, so you get to draw five cards. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> or one of the uh, Totem Armors. Okay, so this is probably the most uh, comboy part of the deck. Is what we're going to talk about this next this next section and uh, also talk about sort of better ways to build the deck afterwards because I think I made a couple of mistakes here but this is in and out toad style Um, is that like animal style yeah like animal style but it's toad style not that we're trying to eat if you live in in southern california you got that reference (laughs) yeah exactly so i think one of the best cards in the deck by far is cloudstone curio Uh, if you're an animar player you've seen this card before this card has combo potential all over it it's three mana for an artifact whenever a non artifact permanent comes into play under your control you may return another permanent you control that shares a permanent type with Mm. it to its owner's hand so if i have a, a wild growth out or whatever i cast another enchantment like rancor they share a permanent type i can bounce that back to my hand and that gives me another cast trigger so cloudstone curio is a very good way to recycle your things on the board and not blink it because you have to specifically cast it from your hand to trigger tatanari and nice
2: yeah that's cool so allow you hard. to cast a lot of enchantments and especially once kami's out that might just allow you to be like i'm just gonna cast these two things seven times and drain everybody for seven
0: yeah and that might be enough to live through your next turn
2: or at least stave off death if people are targeting you um, or even kill people I or mean, kill some people games yeah. get down to, you know all the time you're in a game and you look at your like, life totals and it's like eight six three
0: yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and if you drain someone for that much and they're like now i'm swinging at you for six unblockable because you don't have flying or reach you might be able to shut someone out of the game that way too that's nice. Yep. Uh, the next one is a, I think actually one of the best cards out of this entire set. It's been seeing a lot of playing in decks. It's Bastion of Remembrance. Yeah, from Ikoria, I think. Yep. Two and a black for an enchantment when Bastion of remembrance enters the battlefield create a one one white human soldier creature token and then whenever a creature you control dies each opponent loses one life and you gain one life
2: yeah you got this out in game nights and that combined with kami's drain is one of the things that allowed you to come back from a low life total and, yeah. and get healthy again pretty quickly mm-hmm. and it creates a one one as yeah. well which is actually
0: really big game if you need that rank or target or if you're trying to stack something to your phyrexian altar or whatever uh, and notably even though it says white on the card it doesn't show the white pip so you can play this in your mono black or your Sultai deck
2: the next one's cool it makes tons of sense because it's a good deck in its own right it's moldrotha the grave tide three a black a green and a blue for a six six legendary during each of your turns you may play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard so this allows you to play lands out of your graveyard Mm -hmm. this allows you to play creatures out of your graveyard and of course enchantments out of your graveyard
0: yeah and people will probably be targeting enchantments um but this again if you're on an empty hand, if you sacrifice the creature earlier, Moldrotha gives you just a ton of value. Happens to be in the colors. Um, this is definitely a little bit win more, I think, but I kind of wish I got it out in game nights just to see how effective it would have been. Really good with greater good. Yeah, very good with greater yard. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And then these last two cards are kind of were sort of on the chopping block, but I ultimately decided to keep them just because they can be very powerful in the right circumstances, especially when you're going into a high-powered game with Post Malone. Um, <laughs> Venser, Shaper, Savant. So this 2-blue-blue for a 2-2 flash legendary creature. When Venser enters the battlefield, return target spell or permanent to its owner's hand. So this kind of is a... Uh, a Counter spell in a way. If you cast a spell, you can
2: venture and bounce the spell while it's on the stack. It's um, actually you can do that too spells that can't be countered also yes so it's, it's a way to save yourself where sometimes no other effect will
0: yeah and you can also bounce your own stuff your own permanents, your own spells even it's very flexible so i thought i would include it because i didn't kind of know what the power level was going to be and there may have been a case like let's say post goes infinite that you need that instant speed interaction yep um, but at the same time you might just need to rebuy a permanent at lady's end step so that you can replay it again and get the combo going again on your turn
2: yeah, that's cool. That, that is always a good use of Venter is just flash it out, get something you want back to replay mm-hmm. to get an effect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and enchantment decks often want that, where if you ever hit like a dead end with an enchantment deck, a lot of times you're like, just to get going again, I need to draw any enchantment because yeah. passing an enchantment will, you know, draw me a card, do this other thing, do all make this a king. Drain, yeah, drain, 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 drain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another, so the second card you had that was you were kind of on the fence about, yep. right, is Riptide Chimera. It's two and a blue for a three, four flyer. It is an enchantment creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, return an enchantment you control to its owner's hand. Oh, interesting. So, this is not a May ability. Not a May ability. Typically, and the reason it's a three mana, three, four is because it
0: itself is an enchantment creature. So oh, so if it's the last thing, it has to bounce itself? has to bounce itself, yeah. Mm. But it does trigger all of your bestow things, your enchantment abilities, your draw cards, whatever it is. Um, and so, that was on the chopping block, too, because I was like, well, once an upkeep, it got to wait all the way for it. I got to cast it and then wait for it to happen. But I was sort of prioritizing the fact that I didn't have enough ways to return enchantments to my hand if I caught that dead end.
2: Yeah so I, I think it's probably pretty good because if you just had a card that said like trigger all, trigger all your enchantment stuff mm-hmm. every turn yeah not and bad. it just costs three mana because it can like you said worst case scenario cast returns itself cast it again get yeah. all the triggers yeah and that's only bad when you really are like i wish i had the body sticking around yeah yeah for yeah. longer but you don't really care that much about the body so and
0: you'll probably have an enchantment uh, <laughs> to cast i would hope uh, you're in big trouble if not right like, yeah you're in big trouble yeah. if not at um, least wild growth or something yeah exactly and there's like you know some some cards when they enter the battlefield they will draw you a card too as enchantment so they're they're like uh, the idol on the blossoms and all that stuff mm-hmm. so there may be something you want to bounce within. um so that's sort of like the combo part of it you're trying to get these little loops going you're not going infinite notably but you're generating typically enough man to redo things or rebuy things enough to drain people for a lot um and especially if you double it up with bastion of remembrance and cards like that in the aristocrats world yeah it can add up super super fast yep okay so the and also by the way riptide kamara is another three power creature that's a flyer so that's nine damage if no one takes
2: I mean, care of it honestly like a three power flyer that somebody played on turn three if it sticks around is going to do 21 damage <laughs> 15 damage over the course of the game yeah. easy and
0: people will be like ah, i'd rather just get rid of your commander not yeah. that stinking
2: flyer yeah it would feel bad to get rid of a three four flyer right as Mm -hmm. what you're doing that turn but it's gonna attack and hit somebody every single turn all right
0: now if you're not in the combo world maybe you just want to kill them via combat um not with bats with specifically instants and creatures (laughs) and enchantments um the first one is a uh a game nights not a game night's favorite, a command zone favorite it's hatred it's three black black for an instant and you can pay x life target creature gets plus x plus zero until end of turn so, so this is
2: insta-KO with Tatsunari's...
0: Yeah, pay y- 18, get him to 21 damage. You can't block him because of his ability. That's commander damage.
2: Yeah, and people will not see that coming. Yeah. I've died to hatred many times. It feels like Tainted Strike or something. Basically.
0: Yeah, it has Tainted Strike capabilities. Yeah. Um, But, you know, and again, maybe they're not at... You, you only
2: need to hit him for 10. Or, that happens all the time. People think, like, well, do I want to pay 20 life to do that? And it's like, well... In a large number of cases, you don't have to do that. You, yeah. you draw it at a point in the game where you're like, oh, they're at 12. And I was only going to be able to hit him for six, which wasn't enough to kill him. But now I just have to pay six life into this thing yeah. to KO that player. Yeah.
0: yeah, if you're holding up a five mana instant at a point in, in a commander game, presumably it's going to be towards the, as we've seen now, towards the latter end of the game and not the
2: beginning. Archetype of imagination, four blue blue for a 3-2 enchantment creature. Uh, It says creatures you control have flying, and creatures your opponents control lose flying and can't have or gain flying. Yeah, so that's really unblockable now with Tatsunari
0: because it can't be blocked by creatures. It can only be blocked by creatures with reach (laughs) at that
2: point. Yeah, it's kind of the budget version of what's the horsemanship card? Sun Chuan. Yeah. Yeah which i also put in my deck because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious oh yeah
0: if you were able to kill <laughs> could you imagine oh would i would have i would have
2: retired from game that's on the spot can i tell a little story sure. i don't mean to interrupt the deck tech but um and i feel very shame ashamed of this oh no <laughs> in game nights we're probably not going to do a round table for this episode so i'll tell the story now uh. who knows maybe in the future we would but anyway i'll tell the story anyway um i died with kelpie guy in my hand oh kelpie no. guy. yeah kelpie guy I, I really wanted to cast it because I knew the table would go crazy because it's the second showing and I knew Posty would love it. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I was going to get one more turn just based on how the board state was and I was right. like, I'll cast it next turn but I thought the better play for now was this other. That's hilarious. So then when I died, I was like, I should have just cast Kelpie Guy. Yeah, what are you doing? Kelpie uh, Guy. Kelpie
0: Guy. That's funny. I put Sunquan in my deck and you put Kelpie Guy in your deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, who says we're optimizing all the time? Come on. Uh, the last sort of card in the Kill Your Opponents is Bear Umbra. It's a two. Green, green, enchant creature, aura. Yeah, enchant creature gets plus two, plus two, and has whenever this creature attacks, untap all lands you control. So that's what you need to get the engine going. Make Kamei unblockable. Give him plus two, plus two, and totem armor, so he's not going to die if someone that hits, hits him. And then he attacks, untaps all your lands. You can just redo the cycle all over again with all your untapped lands. That might be enough to take someone out too.
2: This is the budget sort of Feast and Famine. Mm -hmm. I think this card is also way underplayed. This could go in a lot of green decks. You don't even have to be like a strong attacky deck. Um, But this also, with the leap ability on Tatsunari, makes it trivial because Mm -hmm. you're going to get that mana back. So yeah, Bear Umber so good. Um, Even if the creature gets
0: blocked and dies, is four mana get to use Ari lands twice worth it? Yeah, and it Maybe. won't die
2: actually because and the, the totem armor. The totem armor drops drops will go up. Up yeah. away. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of times, yeah, I, I've definitely seen turns where people are able to do a lot and they're okay just like running a creature in that they know the totem armor is going to go away because one usage of it later in the game can get you eight or nine mana. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. totally.
2: <laughs> okay. It used to be expensive, but it recently got reprinted. Wasn't it in the Chishiro deck? So Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. That's what makes it the
0: modified creature. Yeah. Um, so, one question that we don't really ask often in game nights or the deck techs is if you could do it or change it and do it again, what would you do? Um, so, after playing the deck on game nights there were a couple of things i was thinking about um because I, I spent a lot of time on this deck comparatively because it was a special episode obviously because of the set and everything um and you were on the episode too you know so it was very cool <laughs> <laughs> thank you jlk of game night's fame Am- amazing um and i think i wanted I, if i could do it again i would take away some of the more of the cutesy interactions and just put in better ways to kill with combat so i had ancestral mask in the deck originally and this gives plus two plus two for each enchantment on the battlefield oh. um and if you stack that on the kami i think at a certain point my kami was have been like a 25 25 or something nuts um so i think like I-, I didn't realize just how much power and toughness could add and i forgot that even tatsunari can get equipped with it and also swing with it mm. without having kami out um so I-, I thought you know maybe that is something i'd actually put back in because at Did one point a- it
2: was in and i took it out when you say you got a little too cute you mean with the Kami sacrificing yeah Kami bounce shenanigans trying to figure out a way to drain everybody with the drain yeah because yeah.
0: it is still one life at a time and if i did want to do that that actually goes to the second thing is like maybe i should have gone with more redundancy with the aristocrats effects so i'm playing the blood artists and i'm playing the other drain cards and uh, trying to get that kind of pattern going oh i didn't of, even really
2: think about that but when you sacrifice Kami, it is sacrificing a creature yeah so it feels probably bad to have blood artists when you think of it as an enchantment deck. Mm -hmm. But if it's like, well, no, because the idea is to sack it over and over then, oh, it makes a lot more sense to put Zulu Port Cutthroat in there. Yeah, and that way, when you
0: sac Kami, you get the mana from Phyrexian Altar, you trigger, trigger, you cast him again, and that way you're actually accelerating that plan. But I kind of hedged between both of them. So I think I, I should have gone either more combat-focused or more
2: drain-focused. More Aristocrats-focused.
0: Yeah, and then I think like the whole get it back and play him again strategy with Venser and Moltrotha are good, but is it necessarily the best? Because it is a little dirtly. and as I found out in that it's game... Low. Once my, yeah, once my engine was wiped out, it really took me, in fact, one Aura of Silence completely shut down my deck. So not having just like straight, you know what, Josh, I'm just going to swing at you instead, Uh, being a threat. I think it actually affected sort of my game as a whole because I kind of had to think, okay, do I want to rebuild my board and just let that sit there for a while? Or do I want to try and be more proactive? Ah, so it was kind of caught in this tough, tough situation. Oh, and there's one card that I missed called Whip Silk um which it it shot up in value after the uh, the the episode came out it's an enchantment that you can pay a green and then you can return it to your hand
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah i think we talked about this a little in the set review so you could just all on its own it sort of becomes a little bit like that right rank, rank, yeah it's combo. an enchant
0: creature an enchant creature may block as though it had flying which is kind of funny and then you just pay a green return it to its owner's hand
2: yeah so, so that's just if you have a enough rewind. green you just boom, boom, boom 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 trigger 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 trigger
0: yeah, yeah. I thought I found all the enchantments I could for this deck I spent so long online, but it turns
2: out I missed a really good one. You know another thing I've heard of people doing, Jimmy, and I know this isn't um in your deck, but uh our editor Arthur, he mentioned that people are uh using mutate with Kami ooh, yeah, so you can mutate onto the toad, oh, yeah, and yeah. if you mutate on top, it'll take away its legendariness, and it'll actually be named a different creature, and so now if you cast an enchantment, you can get a second Kami, kind of. Interesting. And then I guess if you it onto that second one, you could keep this going. Of course, mutate isn't generally an enchantment, so you, you know, there's some balancing acts that you're gonna have to go through, but still, that's a pretty cool usage. Yeah, pretty good. Mutate continues to have all these weird corner cases. Uh, I think people, you know, We've said this on the show before, but... We build the game nights decks before any of the cards are revealed, so we don't have EDH Rec or any or Scryfall or anything to Red really sights. help us. Which I think is fun and interesting, but definitely there are times when every once in a while there is a card like that where you're like, "Yep, every- it been in there." Yeah, should, that should have been in there. Yeah. <laughs> we do our best. I think we do a pretty good job, but every once in a while yeah, something slips while. through. Yeah, all right. I, I still think it was a really cool deck, and it definitely I- showed its um, potential. It got real scary there. In, I know. In the middle. I was like, "Am I oh like, going to drain Josh out <laughs> right now?" I was like, I think I'm going to die to that (laughs) that toad. Yeah, not it hitting me, but it draining me. Yep. (laughs)
0: All right, well, to the listeners, what do you think of the Tatsunari deck that was played on game nights or any of the Neon Dynasty legends? There are so many great cards to build around. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I I can't wait to dig in and find a couple more commanders I want to create something around.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at Temeshi. That's a, oh, okay. the, the bounce tribal one. You bounce your own lands and get artifacts and enchantments back. That yep. looks kind of fun. So, yeah. I hope that we can hold off and not talk about Streets of New Capanna for just a little while longer so that I can, you know, actually maybe build two decks from this set. I know there haven't been many sets where I'm like I
0: gotta do something from yeah. it. And when I saw Tatunari, I was like, finally a Sultai deck that isn't just about
2: just like value splugh you yeah. know, or just recurring creatures or something. Yeah, yeah, enchantments instead. Yeah, <laughs> it, you don't have a ton of re- recursion in your deck. A little bit, a little bit, but yeah. it's not really about that, right? It was more about sort of bouncing and and, yeah. and sacrificing Kami over and over. So I just love the
0: idea of having like here's the frog by frog, here's the frog bye frog. Here's the <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm here. Okay, yeah. I'm here. Maybe i was I'm thinking back. about how the animation would look if you just come. <laughs> Rubbit, blah, rabbit, blah. <laughs>
2: I, would, I would like to hear what um, everybody's favorite commander from this set that they're building is. I know Ishin has a lot of people excited, yeah. Shorokai, a lot of people talking about, Tatsunari is one of the big ones, uh, Taxi is a lot of people are excited mm-hmm. about that, so mm-hmm. I would like to hear sort of what the, the top number one most excited commander you, you either already built or are thinking about building is, yeah. And of course... If you want to build any of those decks, well, you need the cards to do it with. Kamigawa and Neon Dynasty stuff is all over the Channel Fireball marketplace. If you go there, you're going to find a huge inventory of cards. Like Jimmy said, there are so many different versions of cards now, so it's, it's better to go to a marketplace where you know somebody has the version that you're looking for because there's mm-hmm. so many vendors. So if you want the showcase, you know, foil- etched version, or the full art showcase foil- etched version, or the regular foil <laughs> showcase, <laughs> Halo, the half orderless. Yeah, yeah, the portable borderless. foil. Well, <laughs> you can find that at Channel Fireball.s the portable foil? uh promo foil pro-
0: portable foil take it wherever you want
2: <laughs> <laughs> all foils are portable foil, <laughs> as it turns out <laughs> um, channelfirewall.com slash command is the place to go to get all of your magic singles product anything at all you know if you don't want to buy the singles then and you want to crack them in booster packs well yeah. they have all that stuff too yeah
0: yeah i, I bought the shorkai deck so i'm excited to it together myself and put some of the fun and of course when you get those cards maybe you want the themed sleeves that look exactly like the commander because it is the exact art that is on the commander it's only available from ultra pro they have wall scrolls they have play mats dice deck boxes they've got pretty much everything you need including our most recent game nights deck box we use we based it off of what they've already made because they make such quality products so if you want to get your hand on stuff that really protects your cards ultra pro is the place to go they've been doing it for so long we trust
2: them with all of our game pieces and you should too Yep for sure they are the best all right so now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside Mm. the world of magic i have something cool all right let's hit it i mean i hear it's cool i haven't actually tried it oh okay maybe you have it seems like everybody's talking about it um by the time you're watching this it's been out oh yeah but it actually i think it came out at like midnight last night it's elden ring
0: oh yes elden ring i've tried it for uh 119 minutes according to my steam profile (laughs) You know the exact minute count? Well, because I opened it up this morning. I was like, can I play this before I get to work? And I was like, oh, I played 119 minutes yesterday. Felt like a minute. It Felt like it went by so fast.
2: So, by the time you're watching this, Jimmy's up to, like, seven days and 14 hours played. Yeah, if that happens, my <laughs> wife might
0: murder me. So, that probably won't happen. Uh, it's one of those... I, you know how many games I've bought in the last two years that i played maybe an hour of and been like, all right, cool,
2: I guess that's it. Yeah, and you just never come back? <laughs> yeah. Well, Elden Ring's already above that. Yeah, Okay, no. well, tell me, because the review's crazy. All of our staff mm-hmm. is talking about it. Like, we have people here. I think Rob said, oh, I was up till 3.30 last wow. night playing it. So... So, Tell me about it. So it's a Dark
0: Souls type game. Dark Souls and Bloodborne all of these games are very much combat based. You take a class and you're fighting crazy monsters across a huge landscape uh, and it's very horror themed. It's got lots of mystical elements. It's It feels like a big open world and Elden Ring is the biggest version of it yet. So it really is an expansive open world. When you get into the real world you can literally do a 360 and go whatever direction you want and actually beat the game depending on wherever you go or just get lost in side quests forever. So it reminds me a lot of Skyrim and the yeah. love that people had for that. They would spend hundreds of hours just exploring the landscape and they. They, yeah, me. me. Uh, from what it <laughs> looks too. like, every single thing it is really thought out in the game. There are caves hidden in places that will bring you to something you've never seen before. You'll read lore somewhere you'll encounter a boss that no one else has ever seen. There was a tweet today seeing someone being like, posting a, a clip of them beating a boss. and They're like, finally beat the first boss. Holy crap, this was so hard. And then a reply being like, what? I've built, I've killed three bosses. I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> so to give you a taste of what Elden Ring is like, I think that is a good encapsulation of it. It really is expansive and it's huge. You can totally get lost in it, but but it's not an easy game you'll get hit twice and
2: die dark souls games are always hard
0: yeah a lot of dodging a lot of uh learning boss moves and stuff but in terms of the mood and the setting there were so many times where i was just like looking at something being like holy crap that monster looks terrifying i'm not going anywhere near it but i can't wait to the moment where i try
2: and kill it for the first time right now is it a single player game
0: it is but you can uh there are some ways to summon other players into your game uh and you there's also like
2: valheimish
0: kind of not as much it's more like hey i put a something portal down your player can join you and they They can join you for that area and stuff. I'm not not sure exactly how it works. You need to have a couple of things satisfied. Um, And then other players, notably, like in all Dark Souls games, can invade your game. (laughs) So they can, like, jump into your game and you'll see someone, like, shrouded in red chasing after you, trying to kill you. They can invade your game and kill you? Yeah, straight up. (laughs) Wow, scary. Yeah, so it's not very, I would say it's not, like, new player friendly in that way. But if you're up for a challenge and if you like that sort of horror fantasy aspect
2: it's definitely one of those games you don't want to miss. I love games with high difficulty that kind of punish you when you die and stuff, because when you accomplish stuff, you feel accomplished. And also, mm-hmm. there's nothing like a monster chasing you, and your, your real life heart is beating hard. <laughs> beating hard you're yeah. like, oh my god, I don't want to die, Yeah, I will totally die.
0: Yeah, I killed one mini boss, basically, in like a cave I found. It took me like ten times, but by the end of it I was like, being like, alright, attack pattern one, he's gonna swing, swing, third swing, yeah, it delayed, down. and then delay hit twice, got it back up, <laughs> and that felt so cool afterwards! Words. <laughs> you're like i figured that out yeah i figured it out and i'll never do it again
2: <laughs> all right elden ring seems cool let us know Good. if you've been playing it uh big thanks to our amazing team here at the command zone arthur meadowcroft lady danger manson lung craig blanchett ashlyn rose alfred estaka josh murphy jake boss patrick nan jordan pridgen sam waldo grav galati truck tie jamie block damon lens shauna gillis mitch trafford and evan limberger big team and big thanks as always special
0: thanks to jeffrey palmer who does the living card animations that start our videos at youtube.com slash the command zone podcast and often live behind us here on set although sam did this sam did this one yeah yeah yeah. you can find jeffrey online at living cards mtg
2: all right everybody Uh, thanks for watching and we will see you very very soon
0: ribbit bye bye peace